Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's happening? Same thing as was happening the last time we recorded. <laughs> was it, is it really? <laughs> Funny it's how that is. It's amazing what happens when you do them back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a dropping of the fourth wall. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, well, you know me. I'm all about transparency. <laughs> Speaking of transparency... Karen's here again. Karen's here again. <laughs> Hi there. Hey, Karen. Basically, we came to Karen's house and recorded four episodes. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so we're talking about something that, that could be a little scary, depending on how deep we go into it. But we're talking about spirit communication, uh, channeling, and maybe a little bit of possession in there. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about those things. Th- that's <laughs> the scary part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're going to do the how not to get possessed. How about that? <laughs> best episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this all sort of stems from a question that we got from Christopher. Now we've talked about Christopher before. Christopher is a friend of the podcast now. Yes, he is. He's a great (laughs) listener who always has some really good questions. And Christopher had asked, how does someone figure out if they have spirit guides that they can't hear or if they just don't have any spirit guides at all? Now you've said over and over again, everybody has spirit guides. Yep. Everybody has guides. Still true. So... I'm assuming that because we're tying this question into this episode, that this is going to have something to do with spirit communication. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, we knew he was smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, spirit communication is the art of discussing things with the spirit world, whether it be your guides, whether it be dead people, 
whether it be other entities, um, which, you know, if you want to get into alien communication and stuff like that, talking to the fairy realms, talking to, you know, pretty much anything that's in the energetic Mm -hmm. um, or in another plane of existence. So spirit communication is, well, I think the easiest way to say it is it's having a conversation in your head with somebody else. Okay. That's, That's generally how it feels when you do it. And you'll question, is this really happening? I was just going to ask that I know, question. I saw you. Your, your lips were pursed. And I'm like, I know what he's going to ask. So I'm just going to ask it for him. How do you know that it's not you in your head? It can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Especially in the beginning. Especially in the beginning. Once, once you get further into it, you get, yeah. you get really clear what it is. But it's a trial and error sort of thing. Right. I think the way to know is, would you talk to yourself like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good You know, is it in your voice? Mm-hmm. Are you surprised by the answer? Yeah. That's a good indicator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it if it's an answer that you were like, oh, oh, I didn't expect that. Well, then it's not you. <laughs> yeah. Also, you have to differentiate, again, communicating with spirit. The spirit should not be asking you to do anything against your moral judgment. Yeah. If you feel uncomfortable with it. It's not spirit. So it can be the spirit world. It can be, yes. It just, it, it, it isn't a good spirit to be right. talking to, let's be right. clear. Yes. Uh, because there are things out there that will come in and say, ah, you know. Lunch. Um, yeah. I Well, and the, the more than lunch, because that's where we're going to talk possession, right? Let's talk about a Ouija board for a minute, because okay. that's where people generally tend to go when they think about spirit communication first. Right. What I'm going to say is avoid the damn Ouija board. Oh, yes. It's okay. a perfect gift for an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> It is a gateway to the lower astral. Mm-hmm. And the things that live on the lower astral are things that like to fuck with you. And so, you know, working with a Ouija board is just asking for things to go sideways. Mm-hmm. It's generally a really bad idea. Yeah. So, and as my friend would say, if they if the person was an a-hole while they were physical, they're probably an a-hole in the spirit world too. Yeah. Yep. We talked about what happens when you die. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the entities that you talk to on the Ouija board are going to be ghosts that have crossed over into the astral, but have not crossed the veil. And so they are here because either they don't know they're dead or because they have unfinished business or because they're just pissed and they're not leaving. Right. And guess which one answers the Ouija board most often? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because they're more aware. Well, right, because they're looking for a way to work out their anger. Just avoid the Ouija board. It's a bad idea. Okay. So we've talked about what not to do, but what should we do when it comes to spirit communication? Okay. So if you want to talk to your spirit guide, the best way to do that is ideally to sit down in a circle in a protected space where you get to say what gets to come and go from that space and then specifically invite in your spirit guide and then sit down and talk to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you close your eyes and you imagine sitting across from your spirit guide, you will see someone and, you know, maybe male, maybe female, maybe a shadowy figure. It may be, you know, who knows? It may be a point of light, but you will sit down and have a conversation with your spirit guide. And the whole time you're going to be going, am I really talking to this person or am I making this up? Am I really talking Mm -hmm. to this person or am I making this up? And the answer is nothing else could get in there except your spirit guide because you said it's a circle. But you're not going to know if you're making it up or not. 
Right. So what you do is you ask your guide to give you a sign that you'll know that this was real and they'll pick a sign that you want. You know, I want to hear the words to Casey and the Sunshine Band song or something. (laughs) Whatever obscure thing you want to pick as your sign, ask for it and say, you know, sometime in the next three days, send me the sign. Mm -hmm. Then you'll get the sign and you'll know. For general spirit communication, in the beginning, you really do want to sit inside of a circle every time <laughs> because then you, you know you're getting... You definitely want to set a boundary. Yeah, then you know you're getting exactly who you want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Spirit communication is different than channeling, which we're going to talk about in a minute. It's it's a different thing. Okay. You want to have that distinction clear in your mind. Spirit communication is like being a translator. Somebody will say something to you and then you will translate it to the person in front of you. If you're just having a conversation with your guide, you're just going to talk to them back and forth in your head. If you are doing mediumship, the dead person's going to talk to you and you're going to tell the other person what you heard. So she ain't going to find that ring, right? Mm -hmm. That story. The woman was saying it to me for an hour before the woman who was paying for the session got there. You know, (laughs) She ain't going to find that ring. You tell her she ain't going to find that ring. And I'm like, okay, I will tell her, but she's not here yet. So could you stop? Right. (laughs) But when she got there, the woman says, tell her she ain't going to find that ring. And I was like, I hadn't even walked her into the other room, but she'd been badgering me for so long. I was just like, Okay, she's been here for an hour and she just needs you to know that you ain't going to find that ring. (laughs) And the woman had not told me she wanted a ring. Karen Mm. doesn't know this story. She hasn't heard it. Um, But the woman hadn't told me she was looking for a ring. So her jaw dropped. (laughs) Why not? Right? But, you know, that's communication. That's spirit communication. The woman's haranguing me and I'm sharing the harangue, you know? (laughs) But that's very different than channeling or possession. So I'm going to transition into that right now it's very interesting because kathy and i are teaching a group of people to be ritualists for us and we have been writing classes on this topic and we were going to call it channeling and then she and i started talking about our definitions of the word (laughs) and and we discovered that her definition of the word is what i call spirit communication okay oh interesting my definition of the word is what she calls possession with permission (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm like, okay. (laughs) And so we agreed to not use the word channeling with our our education group. But this is my podcast and I can do whatever the fuck I want. So So there's channeling and then there's possession. If you listen to Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks is channeling Abraham. Right. She is an unconscious channel, meaning that when Abraham comes through, Esther Hicks goes away. She's just like off in la-la land. She doesn't know what she's saying. She doesn't know what was said. She doesn't know what was done with her body. She doesn't know. I really recommend that you never do that kind of channeling. Esther Hicks was lucky enough to have her husband there to watch over her body while Abraham was in it. But when you completely abandon your body during a channeling session, you have no control over what happens. You don't even know how much time has passed. That's right. You don't know whether you have to pee or whether you're hungry or whether you have to sleep or whether you're exhausted. And some of these entities that come through, they've never been embodied, so they don't know how to take care of a body. And so they can do grave physical damage to you if you allow that to happen. So my comment is, if you decide that you want to do channeling in this definition, I would say never do the unconscious channel because on top of it, you you can't evict them because you don't know they're there because you're gone. And you always want to be in a position to be able to evict whatever you're allowing to come through you. A semi-conscious channel 
which is how I started. A semi-conscious channel is you allow something to come through and talk through you, but you hear everything that's being said. Right. And you can veto something before it comes out of your mouth if you want to. You can stop it. You can evict the entity when you're doing it. And I want to be really clear. We're not going to talk about how to do that here because okay. it's a skill mm-hmm. and it's a very definite skill and we can't cover it in 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not going to happen. And we're, we're doing three things in this one and there's just not enough time. If you want to do a semi-conscious channel, I highly recommend you take a channeling class with someone who actually has a clue because you don't want to be stuck right. not knowing how to kick something out. And you don't want to be stuck not knowing how to take your body back because that would suck. Right. And then there's possession. <laughs> Kathy calls semi-conscious channel and the unconscious channel. Possession with possession permission. Per- with permission. Which it, it kind of is. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really kind of is. But possession is forcible taking over of your body without your permission. And that is... It's very scary. It is very scary. We had someone who that happened to and he turned and to be a paranoid schizophrenic, but he hears, he has two voices and one of them seems to be able to take control of his body. And he said, it is like standing outside watching something happen and having no power to stop it. And it is very, very frightening. So indicators that you might be possessed, you lose time. Mm. If you don't know what happened in a period of time and you weren't drinking, you could be possessed. You could also have a temporal lobe issue. Again, see a doctor first. You could also be being abducted by aliens, but but that's a different thing, and I don't know how to fix that. So different episode. Yeah, um, no, I don't know how to fix that one. We'd have to find somebody. So if you're out there and you know how to stop being abducted by aliens, please call me. Um, I have no idea. Um, so the eat a lot of garlic. What's that? Eat a lot of garlic. garlic. <laughs> no, that's vampires, honey. <laughs> I get them confused. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll work on it. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's malevolent thoughts that run through your head if something bad is inside of you. Mm-hmm. And they're not yours. You have a sort of creepy crawler sensation, Mm -hmm. right? Other people look at you and go, who are you? I don't know who you are. Right. Your personality changes completely and not for the better. Yeah. You'll know somebody's possessed. You'll see their eyes are wrong. Their eyes are so wrong. Yes. It's like they're dark. Mm -hmm. There's something dark about their eyes. Kathy and I did a ritual once where somebody came into the ritual. She greeted them and the possession entity that was in control of the body at that moment blinked their eyes sideways instead of up and down. Oh my gosh. It was goat eyes. Mm. She looked at it and went, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) And it smiled. (laughs) And she's like, we'll deal with you later. Go on inside. (laughs) And someone who is possessed will often say very, very hurtful things. Yeah. They will deliberately say things to hurt you or someone else. Or to scare you. Or to scare you. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody's possessed, one of my first questions is, okay, why are you here? And they like to say things like, I want to eat your soul. (laughs) And you're like, okay, yeah, fine. All right. But you're not going to do that. So why are you here? (laughs) You know, David and I had this conversation. He's like, I I swear we we spend years studying just so that we don't freak out when the weird shit shows up. Right. (laughs) It's like, you know, that's so true. (laughs) It's so true. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, they can do things that they shouldn't be able to do physically. 
they'll yes like be dragged backwards across the floor in ways that physically are impossible and pretty much every scary movie you've ever watched about possession is true so how do you avoid getting possessed so possession and ground and shield ground and shield yes (laughs) ground and shield ground and shield possession and channeling feel the same when they start and it shifts based on permission okay so in the beginning you'll feel a tingle at your crown Mm. and that's the sort of knock on the door if you're intending to channel that's okay if you're not intending to channel that's the time to tell it to fuck off and if it begins to go through without permission i mean the first thing the fuck off is fuck and you shove (laughs) like and it needs to be a grounded in righteous indignation not fear Mm -hmm. right because if you go into fear you're fucked yeah if you go into fear you open yourself up yeah so it needs to be righteous indignation this is my body oh no you don't get to play yeah no get out go away now you're go away kid you bother me right just If it proceeds, then you'll start to get a little lightheaded and airheaded Mm -hmm. because what's happening is it's starting to shift you out of your body. And so you start to become ungrounded and you start to, you know, lose the ability to control yourself. And every step further down it gets, the harder it is to evict them. So you Mm want to catch it as fast as humanly possible because if you don't, the harder it gets. The key is to... Really be clear, this is my body. I have the entire right to it. No one else has a right to it. And I don't care what you want. Kathy and I often joke about being the biggest bad in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I will be the biggest bad in the room. And if you doubt that, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> bring it if on. If you doubt that, well, prepare for pain. Right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I will be the biggest bad in the room and there will be no question that that is true. And I can hold that as a solid thought in my own mind and be really clear about it. Right. And that's how you protect yourself is by claiming it. Mm-hmm. It is literally stick up, stake in the ground. And that's right. I claim this for Spain. You know, it's just, <laughs> this is mine. Yeah. Do you want to add anything to that? When people ask me about ghosts and seeing ghosts, they tell me, oh, the ghosts bother me all the time. And I'm like, you know, you're in control. Well, what do you mean? Set your boundaries. <laughs> so my daughter has my ability. She has second sight. She can see ghosts. She doesn't want to see ghosts. So she has told them, you can talk to me, but I do not want to see you. And so they don't manifest for her. Yeah. They might tap her on the shoulder to get her attention, but they do not manifest. I had a coat that I got from Goodwill and it came with the spirit of the woman who died. Oh my. So when I put the, the spirit co- was attached to the coat? Attached to the mm. coat. Wow. That's so, that's not uncommon. When I wore the coat, she would talk to me <laughs> incessantly because no one else could see her. And I would be walking along with a friend and she would be yammering at me. And I'm like, do you not see me talking with my friend? Did you not know decent manners when you were alive? And she's <laughs> like, well... But they can't see me, so it doesn't matter. I said, it matters to me. I'm trying to follow two conversations. Stop it. You're pissing me off. And that, she did. You that know? often happens to me in New Orleans. My friends crack up because we'll be walking on the street, and all of a sudden I'll start talking to somebody, and they'll be like, you know, you're talking to a ghost, right? I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So the first time I was in New Orleans with friends of mine, we were having gelato. One of my girlfriends was sitting across from me like you are. Mm-hmm. And this little old lady comes up behind her and says, oh, that looks so good. And I said, well, they're still open. 
And my girlfriend says, I know they're still open. And I'm like, I'm not talking to you. And she kind of looks at me. And then the other lady says, oh, but I can't afford it. And I said, well, I'll buy you a cup. And my girlfriend says, I can afford my own gelato. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not talking. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah oopsie see see now I'm, you know the creative in me is is going oh but that would be fun i would tell the ghost to come over and hold my hand and then i would take a bite of the gelato and i would send the taste of the gelato to her because well, she disappeared i'm too like quick. that she, she's, but she disappeared too quickly but you know i would not let her possess me to eat the gelato that right. would be bad don't ever channel dead people no okay it is bad for you physically yes because you're bringing death into your body that's so a bad talking, idea you're not you're talking channeling in the sense of actually bringing them in yes yeah, yeah. so don't don't ever channel a dead person because that's where spirit communication comes in that's where spirit communication yes. comes in yeah so you know i could hold their hand and send them the energy of it mm-hmm. and and that would be okay here here i'm going to taste this and share it with you mm-hmm. right. so like when i first started going gluten free and i was so sad that i couldn't have pastries and cakes and stuff i would ask my friends would you just take a bite of that and and really just close your eyes and just taste it and and really enjoy it for me and i will just feed off the energy of that <laughs> <laughs> and I will just enjoy it through you because I'm an empath and would you please do that? And they did. And I that was and they enjoyed the meal more. They enjoyed the right. bite more because they were more aware of it. Yes. And I got to enjoy their awareness of it. Yeah. I you know, it's funny, when I go down to New Orleans at this point, I just assume that every fifth or sixth person that I see is not really in body. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't tell the difference? Not down there. Oh, that's interesting. Sometimes I can. That's there, making there's, me wonder. There's, there's something. No, there's something. You don't have as many friends as you thought you did. Well, I mean, I've been to New Orleans on several occasions, and it's making me wonder if I, if I thought there were people that weren't there. There's something about New Orleans and the energy in New Orleans, and I think it has to do with the amount of magic and the longevity of how magic's been practiced there, mm-hmm. that there is so much magical energy that there are times when I'm like, I'll say to my girlfriend, "Did you see them? <laughs> do, do you see that person?" And they'll be like, uh, "Yeah, okay, good, thank you." <laughs> you know? And then they'll be like, um, "Where are you pointing? Who are you pointing at?" <laughs> it's like, never mind, never mind. <laughs> so when we talk about spirit communication and channeling and possession, we're really talking about different sort of thresholds with regards to connecting with the spirit world and and a lot of it has to do with how deeply you're taking them in Mm -hmm. and whether or not you've given them permission to do so yeah automatic writing is a version of channeling okay um but it's a very light version of channeling it's sort of that that right on that line between communication and channel yeah yeah i have done some automatic writing and the first time i did it i was actually sick and i i had started doodling and the next thing I know, it was just lines and lines and lines of symbols. And I thought, what the heck is this? Yeah. And then I showed it to a friend of mine and he went, you just did a whole sheet of automatic writing. And I'm like, yeah, but what does it mean? It's all symbols. He goes, I don't know. That paper has to go to somebody who will understand it. Right. It was meant for somebody. All right. We've talked a lot about the don'ts with regards to Ouija. We talked about the do's with regards to being responsible, shield and ground, Mm -hmm. shield and ground. Ask for a sign. Yep. What is sort of that summary thing that you guys would give with regards to 
channeling? Is there is there a good place for people to start? Well, if you're going to channel at all, which I don't really recommend at this stage in your development, mm-hmm. but if you're committed to it for silly reasons, uh, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're really committed to it, get a good teacher. Yeah. If you can't throw it out, you shouldn't let it in. Mm-hmm. Is the better place to start with just spirit, spirit communication is definitely a safer place yes. to start. Much, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately that's where you end up anyway, because right. you know, as you evolve your ability to communicate with spirit, you don't need to channel anymore. Okay. I mean, I've, I haven't channeled actually channeled in probably a decade mm. just because it can tell me and I can translate in real time without having to have something else in my body. Mm-hmm. So if you develop the spirit communication line, you don't need the channel line. I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thank you to Christopher. Yeah. For, Thanks, Christopher. For prompting this episode. It was a it was a great one. Thank you, Christopher. And just a reminder, folks, on that vein, if you've got questions or if you have ideas for episodes, please send them in. Kelly is always waiting for them. You can email her at Kelly, K-E-L-L-E at kellysparta.com. And wherever you're listening to us, make sure that you rate the show and leave a leave a comment or a review or something like that because that helps to promote the show and, and share it with your friends. Yeah, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Okay, folks, that's all that we have for this week. Please be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds yet another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Karen Baskin, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.